This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be Financially Tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. Hey, we've got a good topic this week. We're going to be talking about some of the proposed tax legislation that is coming down the pike pretty quickly here. So thanks for joining us. As usual, this is Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner right here in Ventura with the Lind Group. Got my good friend, my co-host here, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us. I know that tax is a hot topic with oh. you, so I bet you're oh. excited to, to, to get it's into this the, one. It's one of the topics that everybody laughs and <laughs> smiles, and it's just, it's a great topic to bring up at, say, a party. I mean, who doesn't want to yeah. talk about taxes? It's so fun. It's so exciting, Michael. Um, oh, just amazing. Ah, <laughs> uh, we kid, we kid. But- we could talk about taxes and healthcare, oh, and then and then and we'll sprinkle in some social security. <laughs> this is going to be fun. No, but seriously, taxes is the topic du jour today because we all want to know how we can minimize that tax burden, and it is a hot topic because we're oh, hearing it about it yeah. in the news. They're trying to pass a new tax bill or tax plan for us, and. Uh, well, Usually there's good and bad that come along with that. More bad typically than good when it comes to new tax <laughs> tax laws. Um, there, you know, the politicians yeah. that are proponents of it claim, oh yeah, this is going to be a great thing. And the people who are against it say, nope, your middle class taxes will end up, you'll end up uh, paying more and only the super rich, like the Trump family will get a break. So uh, you know, it's hard to right. it's hard to sort it all out. And how does it affect us, the average, <laughs> the ordinary average guys like you and I? Well, and that's what's tough. And you bring up a good point, Tony. Right? There's politics, and there's numbers, and there's reality. And a lot of times, all those things aren't the same. And so it's interesting because even right now, we're still in that gray area. See, we have a lot of content of what the new Tax Cuts and Job Act look like for 2018. But we still don't know what's going to happen, right? They still have to pass it. And they've got to vote on it. And they've got to change this and tweak that. So there's a lot of work to be done if this even manifests. But it's very interesting because, let's be fair, there hasn't been significant, significant tax legislation in almost 30 years. There's always tweaks and there's always changes. There's always adjustments. But this is pretty significant legislation. And the argument for the government right now is they're passing this new bill and working on this new bill is... In a lot of respects, it's about simplicity. They said, hey, look, man, this thing is very complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. People need to hire all kinds of fancy professionals to constantly help them get their taxes done. Let's make this simpler. I mean, even when they announced it a couple weeks ago, how did they announce it? They held up a little half-page card up on the on the news screen and said, hey, a lot of people will be able to do their taxes on this half-page piece of paper. Now, I couldn't see what the paper looked like. But I was entertained by that in and of itself. I thought, gosh, wow, that is a that's a very simple tax code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can pass yeah. that test. Um, 
But hey, there's there's two really big things that are happening here, in my opinion. There's the business side and there's the personal side. On a business side, the whole point of tax reform is really pro-growth, pro-economic, pro-trickle-down. Let's, let's get companies rocking and rolling. And so what they're looking at is they're saying, hey, from a corporate business side of the structure where businesses are really taxed at about a 35% tax rate, we're going to attempt to lower that rate to 20%. And the whole theme is if you give businesses more money back in their pocket, the expectation is they'll spend more on R&D, they'll spend more on employees, they'll spend more in different places, which will help bolster up the economy. They hire more people, that's more payroll taxes. They use more money to develop more things and open up in new areas. And so the, the argument is this should be very pro-growth for businesses. And to be fair, even for the last year, the stock market, a good portion of the stock market going up, has been on this concept of the potential of pro-growth agenda. So hopefully this will pass. Hopefully that's what you know is a big component of this, Tony. But as we keep saying, they've got to pass it. Yeah. We've, we've kind of we've seen a few things, uh, you know, those they, they look good in the beginning and then they don't end up going anywhere. Right. Right. And there are things, you know, and and there are the opponents. I, it was funny, I heard a comedian. Um, it was just last night, or the night before, actually. Uh, this past week, I heard a joke about uh, the new tax reform, and they said uh, they show the you know the guy holding up the single sheet like a postcard or half sheet form is going <laughs> right. to be all your taxes, and uh, the the guy goes, I don't want it simple. I want it complicated. I want to be able to. It, it makes it easier for me to cheat and take all these deductions, so I don't owe anything. Oh, nice. Perfect. <laughs> well, and. That's called that's called being overly patriotic. Yeah, see, that's not good either. But but in one point, uh, it it does illustrate. Hey, if it's so simple, am I still going to get all my tax deductions? And I've heard rumors they're going to close a lot of loop uh, loopholes and you know uh, things you can write off. And so that would make it uh, that might right. be a negative. So I think there's going to be positive and negative on both sides. But uh, you know, obviously, our tax system needs reforming and 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 i agree and, and that's the reality of it and and you're totally right the answer the answer to the question is no there aren't going to be as many attractive ways to be as creative with taxes the way they're going to eliminate them and make things simpler now granted easier taxes is powerful for the society as a whole but remember the on the indi individual side there's going to be a lot of potential changes that are introduced in this bill what really manifests we don't know just yet but that's why we're starting the dialogue here at the Lynn Group. We want to talk about these things. We want to consider them. We want to know how it impacts our clients. Because one of the core things that I focus on, even with retirement income planning, is tax planning. Remember, it's not what you're making. It's not what you, you're growing. It's what you're keeping. Right. We want to know how taxes are constantly impacting our retirement And we plans. want to minimize so that tax important. burden. That's what you help people do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So... In its simplicity, on the personal side, they're trying to raise the standard deductions and eliminate and mitigate itemized deductions to try to make tax preparation easier. Now, I feel just from reading about this stuff, there's definitely going to be some winners and losers on the individual side. Uh, to be honest, even to be fair to everybody, I think I might fall into the loser side of that. But... Um, well, that's okay because you know what I I believe in the idea of trying to grow the economy and that's a bigger theme. If my four hundred one k is increasing because of uh, you know pro growth agenda in the stock market, 
but my taxes go down a little bit. Hey, you know what? Maybe that's a reasonable trade-off, but we have to see what happens. Nobody knows. It's still a, a mystery in the box. Who's going to open yeah, the box? Yeah, it is. So, okay, let's talk about some of these things. All right, we got to get down to business, Tony. So, first and foremost, proposed they might raise the standard deduction. So, the way that that works, they're proposing that the standard deduction for married couples go to $24,400, which is doubling what it currently is at $12,200. What that essentially means for anybody listening is it means your first $24,000 of income, guess what? Tax-free. No, you don't owe taxes on it. So if you make $24,000 or less, you are now in the tax-free 0% tax bracket. The same thing would happen for individuals. Uh, it would double from the, the $6,400 uh, standard deduction that they have to just over $12,000. So on both fronts, they would double the standard deduction. Now, it's kind of interesting because on face value, people say, ooh, that's awesome. This is exciting. Um, but what happens is sometimes things aren't as, we'll say, generous as they appear. And the reason I say that is, let, let's put this in perspective. If anyone listening... You do your taxes, you look at your taxes. We all have a standard deduction, but we have something else. We have what's called a personal exemption, which gets added onto our standard deduction. So if we were to look at a current single filer in 2017, they have a standard deduction of 6,350 bucks, but they also have a personal exemption of $4,050. Now, when you add those two numbers together, you get just over $10,000 well, that's compared to the proposed standard deduction of 12000 So there's really not a big, we'll say big difference of how that standard deduction doubling will help a lot of people because they're going to eliminate those personal exemptions. So once again, you give some, you take some, you give some, you take some. We're kind of playing that, that little, little bit of a game there. Um, that becomes interesting for people that have a lot of kids like me, Tony. Gosh, I'm having a, another little kid here in a month. Wow, congratulations. And as my ongoing joke in life is is we're, we're having another tax deduction. <laughs> I'm going to have to think of a new joke. Yeah, you might, huh? <laughs> I'm, run, run, I'm running out of tax jokes for <laughs> my kids here. Jokes. Uh, Jeez, keep them coming, Mike. Didn't consider keep them that. coming. The kids, exactly. not the tax <laughs> exactly. jokes. Exactly, exactly. So it's interesting. So they're likely going to be getting rid of the dependent exemptions of $4,000 per qualifying dependent. At least once again, that's proposed. So don't hold me to anything I'm talking about today. This is all about proposals in the bill. Additionally, the bill proposes that they raise the child tax credit to $1,600 from $1,000. So once again, like I said, there's a lot of gives and takes here. They, they take something away. They give something and here we are again. They're going to increase the child tax credit. They're also calling for, and I haven't read too much about this, but it's I'm trying to figure it out. They're calling for a new $300 credit for each parent and non-child dependent. So I'm not sure what the relevance of the $300 bucks is unless it's just trying to offset those personal exemptions. But what's interesting is even in the current form of the bill, this tax break is set to expire at the end of 2022. So it's a temporary mm. one at best. So... I don't know, but I mean, you know, 300 bucks shouldn't be a, a game changer for too many people. So I'm not sure what the relevance of it is as a line item, yeah. but still. It's interesting. All right, Tony, you had mentioned sim simplifying the tax yeah. code. So quiz question, do you have any idea how many tax brackets we currently have? <laughs> I don't know. Six? 
Ooh, that was close. I, you know, if I had closed my eyes and guess, I might have said six too. There's seven. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty-five, twenty-eight, thirty-three, thirty-five, and the weirdest one of all, thirty-nine point six. Of course. Just, you know, they, why not forty? I don't. You know, Thirty-nine and a half. Really sounds seventy and a half. Sounds the good. IRS. They I, love I know, those. You know, you're, you're right. No, but it's not even 70 and a half. It's the April following the year. I mean, yeah. just crazy pills. Um, that's, I guess, another conversation for yeah. another day. So in any case, they're going to be lowering our tax brackets. Instead of having seven, we're going to go down to four. So remember, as a caveat, at a minimum, the first 24000 of income for a married couple filed jointly is tax-free. So 12000 for an individual. But the four tax brackets now will be 12%. 25%, 35%, and 39.6%. So they've eliminated some. They got rid of the 10, the 15, the 28, and the 33. Once again, the theme here being that they're trying to simplify things. It's not as complicated. It's not as confusing. One of the things that people don't realize about tax brackets is they're progressive, meaning if your income falls into the 28% tax bracket, you don't pay 28% on everything that you made. You pay 10% on the on the amount that was in the 10% bracket. You pay 12% in the amount that was in that bracket and 15% and so on. So it's a progressive process, but still, once again, we're trying to eliminate it. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a yeah, break we, for a second. I, I realize we've been cranking through this <laughs> yeah. show. But hey, if anybody has questions about the new tax laws and how it affects them, give me a call. 805-500-7035. It's also open enrollment with Medicare, healthcare. I just got my lucky uh, 2018 30% uh, rate increase. So I'm, I've been researching my health insurance. If you got questions about Obamacare and Medicare and healthcare and all that fun jazz, feel free to call us 805-500-7035. Also, we've been getting a lot of phone calls lately for people requesting a copy of my new book that just came out. How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which is a guide on retirement income planning essentials. It's a great book. It's a valuable read. If you're planning retirement, if you're thinking about retirement, you better give us a call. 805-500-7035. Figure out how you can get a free copy of my new book, How Your Financial Planner Failed You. But hey, uh, visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Uh, Lind is L-Y-N-D, and we will be right back after this. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face -face personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. These days, access to 24-7 online service has become equally, if not more, important. That's why we offer an online platform that makes managing your finances easier while putting powerful tools at your fingertips. Generational Vault allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts upload important documents, and view your financial information. All data is secured with an SSL certificate that uses a 2048-bit public encryption key, one of the strongest available, to ensure your financial life is kept protected. Whether you are in retirement or preparing for it, Generational Vault can be your new financial home. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit thelindgroup.com. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our amazing host, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And Michael, today we're talking about this new proposed tax bill, uh, the new tax laws they're trying to push through. And of course, 
uh, you're going through what it would entail. I think that's very helpful. A lot of people have no idea what's involved. Um, there's been a lot of smoke and mirrors and, you know, the talking heads on TV say one thing and the politicians spin. But bottom line, what's going to be in the bill, of course, it could change. It's not been finalized uh, and, and nothing is set in stone, but um, it's important to know what they're trying to pass and uh, what, how it could affect us, right? Absolutely. You know, it's such an exciting topic, Tony. I thought you were going to sneak out at the break, but... <laughs> Well, your voice inflection just kept me awake. You're in for more. <laughs> so, hey, we've been talking about the tax code, talking about how the, the potential proposed bill for the Tax Cuts and Job Act of 2017 can impact our households. And the next thing up is they're talking about itemized deductions. So remember, there's two tiers of tax planning. You can take the standard deduction mm -hmm. or you can itemize your deductions and itemizing becomes a little more creative because you talk about a lot of yeah. different things. You talk about your student loan yep. interest and your yep. mortgage and charities and paying the CPA and all these different things that you can write off. And once again, going back to the theme of simplicity, the, the proposed tax bill is trying to simplify things. And so the way that they've tried to accomplish that is they've, they've proposed that they increase the standard deduction by doubling it. So for a married couple, that's 24000 instead of 12000 And as a trade-off to that, to once again simplify tax laws, they're trying to potentially get rid of some deductions. Mm. Itemized deductions. Mm, that's the part I, I'm not sure I like. Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things, you know, if you're... If you're, if you're someone like me, I give a lot of money to charity and I, you know, I've got a mortgage and I've got yep. all these things. And so I typically do itemize my deductions. Oh, yeah. And so as I read this and think about it and scratch my head, I think this might not be so <laughs> yeah. hot for me. That's what, but, that's the boat I'm in as well. I mean, uh, yeah. Hey man, you know, maybe you don't need to be as charitably declined, Tony. Oh, hey. see, that's not, that's not good. See, see how that that's not good. You want to. Well, I know everything's about tax breaks for you. So, <laughs> well, I, I yeah, have a lot no, of itemized teasing, deductions. So they're legitimate. But uh, yeah, if they take those away from me, I might be in trouble. I'll be calling you up for a for a loan. <laughs> and by loan, I mean you get you sorry, giving my, me money. All my extra money is going to my thirty percent healthcare increase <laughs> next true. year. That's true. You're not going to have any money to float my way, are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's look at some of these itemized deductions. So look, charities is an issue. Student loans are an issue. Medical expenses are an issue. Um, deductions for alimony is an issue. So what they're talking about is a lot of these things are, are, are all deductions. So for example, with, with medical costs, um, the way that it works on a Schedule A is if you have medical costs and it's over 10% of your adjusted gross income, you can write those off as an itemized deduction. So if you had a lot of health care, if you were in a nursing home, things like that, where you know a lot of care persists, it it appears at the moment that it's not going to be as easy or as likely that you can write Ooh. that stuff off. Right. You know, and, and to be fair, Tony, that that's a good one. That is a good one to say ooh about because the healthcare costs, especially when we look at it around long-term mm -hmm. care and skilled nursing care and things of that nature. Those are pretty big write-offs when we live when we get to that phase of life. And if a lot of our money, for example, was in a pre-taxed account like an IRA or an old 401k, and we were using that money for our healthcare costs, 
that money's coming out fully taxable. And so if we could put it onto our Schedule A and write it off as an itemized deduction, that could really be beneficial to helping these people pay for their own care. So, you know, once again, we have to just kind of see how some of this stuff shakes out. Once again, this is all what's proposed. We don't know what the reality will ultimately mm. be. Interesting. Yeah, the other, I, I find that yeah, fascinating. No, it's it's uh, It'll be interesting to see if that if that sticks and that's what really happens. Well, and that one's close to my heart, too. You know, after after experiencing so much long term care with my grandparents, it, you know, really, I, I really feel that those are the people in life that that need the love and the yeah. support. And, you know, you need you need people to really surround you. And, and as silly as it sounds, tax code is one of those things. The taxes should be very lenient for those people to help them get through that phase of life, especially when they're funding it themselves and not demanding the government pay for it. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, that's, you know, my personal thought on that, but, but certainly, um, you know, we'll see how these things shake out. So another one that's of interest for a lot of people is they've been talking about the mortgage interest deduction. Now what happens is historically you've been able to write off interest on two types of loans, loans for mortgages up to a million dollar loans, the interest, and then home equity line of credit. So if you took out a home equity loan, I think you can write off interest up to a hundred thousand dollar line of credit. That's changed. So they're completely eliminating the home equity loan line of credit as interest. You won't be able to deduct at least that's what's proposed. And the Mm. mortgages, you're only going to be able to write off the interest up to a half a million dollar loan on a house. Now, in a lot of parts of the country where the national median home price is, I don't know, like 270 or something like that, it might not matter much. But in an area like ours, where we have a lot of six, seven, eight million dollar homes, a lot of people will be on some level impacted by this because a lot of people do have mortgages over $500,000 around here. So I think area specific, it's definitely yeah. a thought. Granted, it's just one of those things. If people have been refinancing their houses and they have really low interest rates, you know, you're going to find that the interest, depending on what your other itemized deductions are, are very likely always going to be, you know, lower than the standard deduction anyway. So they're all trade-offs. So we'll have to look at some of this stuff. Student loan interest is an issue. That's a Um, huge one because student loans are a real problem financially for people. They are. Do you know what the highest growing, uh, age group of, of getting student Seniors. loans is that's right over 55 yep. yeah, yeah you, weren't you surprised um, i knew that for one? alimony i mentioned Were you that? sound surprised i knew that one <laughs> you know <laughs> i normally have to hold up the flashcard with the answers i can answer the question well i was here. told there would be no math but that was i had just read about that so <laughs> um casualty loss for theft or catastrophe can be mm. an issue Moving expenses and tax prep fees are all potentially out of the wow. bill. Yeah. So you can't write a lot, yeah, of, a lot of write-offs that you won't be able to take anymore if that goes through. Yeah. Wow. Well, and aren't there things, we have to go pretty soon, but in this tax bill, there are also some benefits for businesses and um, people who want to pass on wealth. Uh, especially large amounts, aren't they going to try to cut the capital gains tax and that type uh, of thing? I don't appreciate you leaning over and reading my notes. Oh, did though. I? Did I jump ahead of you there? Well, those, are the ne- those are like literally the next awesome. two things. Go for it. <laughs> so, so Tony, you're, you're totally spot on. There, there's a lot of different things to consider. For example, small business owners. So they're talking about with corporate tax changes, 
you know, lowering corporate tax rates, but they're also talking about it for small business owners that own what are called pass-through entities. Typically, that's a sole proprietor, an S-corp, an LLC, something like that. They're talking about instead of having that taxed at an individual rate of up to 39.6%, they would cap that self-employment income at 25%. The whole point there being that, um, you know, once again, let small businesses keep more money in their pockets. They'll hire more people. They'll do more with it. They'll, that's pro growth. And that's the whole theme behind that. Um, just for the sake of time here, Tony, you brought up a good point, the death tax. So currently we have a death tax that says, Hey, if an individual wants to pass more than $5.49 million, uh, to heirs, there's going to be a 40% tax on anything above wow. that. Now, granted, if you're married, it's $11 million because you times mm -hmm. it by two. So it's already a, a nice cushy number at the moment. But what they're talking about is immediately doubling those numbers. So every individual can basically pass $11 million or $22,000 million for a couple. And then by 2024, completely eliminating the death tax. Now, I, obviously, this gets up play in a lot of different ways. The death tax to a lot of people is considered a double tax because those are all assets that have already yeah. been taxed. But really where the conversation exists is for small business owners. If you own a farm that's worth, you know, $20 million, you own a dairy farm, but it's an illiquid asset. It's very difficult for your children, if they're going to maintain the farm and run it for you, to be able to pay the tax due without having to sell the farm because it's all illiquid. And so to be fair, those are some of the things and some of the stories that we hear that have reinforced the, you know, we should probably just get rid of the death tax to make life a little simpler for those types of organizations. Hmm, interesting. But we're hey, out of time. Yep. We're out of time. I agree with What's, you, my friend. How do people so, get a hold of you? Look, look, the best way to get a hold of me is, is a couple fold, right? Give us a call 805-500-7035. Visit my website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. But hey, things are changing. Taxes are changing. Life is changing. If you're thinking about retiring, if you ever want to retire, if you are retired, if you just retired, whatever that thing is, we should probably talk because there's always things to talk about. You need to make sure that your income is intact, that tax, geez, taxed. <laughs> Your income is intact. Your taxes are intact. Everything is intact, and it makes total Excellent. sense to you. I recently re released my, my second book here, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which is a guide that is very specifically outlining the basics of what you need to do to plan your income in retirement. It is a valuable book. It is a no-brainer book. It makes a whole lot of sense with putting everything in proper perspective so that you're getting the kind of help that you need. So give me a call, 805-500-7035. Visit our website, thelindgroup.com. And remember, every Saturday, 12 noon, Mike Mansfield, Tony Shore, we're going to be bringing it to you live. And you know what? If you have any questions, if you would like us to talk about a specific topic, email me, send us a, give us a call, whatever it may be. And we will, we'll put together shows that you guys want to hear about. So we love all of our listeners. We appreciate all the calls we get every week. And we will be back the same time, same place next all week. All right. Sounds great, Michael. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and The Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 